well, now we'll look at uh, how, how we should really pray. Uh, there are actually three ways to, to find words to pray. One is to pray using someone else's words, uh, not quite like in the video clip you just saw, but, uh, but you can pray using words that others have written. Uh, you can also pray using your own words uh, that you made up on the spot, maybe. And uh, believe it or not, it's also possible to pray using no words at all. So we'll look at each of those. First of all, prayer using your own words. Um, many, uh, you know, love and, uh, and really, really get a lot out of this kind of prayer that really comes from the heart. We pray using our own words. It can be very spontaneous. It can be very raw. Uh, it can be very authentic. And so uh, prayer using your own words is an important part of any prayer life. These can be very simple. Uh, just like you would speak to another person, you can speak to God. That's all prayer is, speaking to God. And so whatever is on your mind, whatever requests you might have, whatever thanksgivings you might have, you can simply um, speak them. Um, some people prefer to close their eyes, fold their hands, kneel, things like that. Those are all just ways of focusing on God and prayer rather than uh, being distracted by other things. So uh, for some, that, that's an important and necessary thing that's helpful. For others, it might not help. And uh, what matters is that we're talking to God and that we learn to kind of focus on him rather than getting distracted by other things. One way to start praying using your own words, especially if it's kind of scary, uh, if you're not quite sure what words to use, you can uh, use the Bible. Pray God's own words back to him. So read the Bible, um, maybe read your Bible passage that you're reading for your homework in this course, and then uh, get some help understanding it. So if you've got a study Bible, look to the bottom of the page and read some notes about the passage you've just read to help you understand it. Um, and uh, there are other resources out there as well. There's one called Bible Gateway I'd recommend to you online. Um, some things online are definitely not very good. And so you do want to use something reputable. You're welcome to get in touch with me and, uh, and ask me if a certain source is reputable or uh, use something like Bible Gateway and you'll find some good explanatory notes that will help you understand the passage. Think about how this uh, passage matters. Why does it matter to somebody like you today? So jot down an important lesson from it. Sometimes there's a person to, uh, to respect and, and consider following their example. Sometimes there's a person uh, who you definitely don't want to follow their example. Uh, not everybody in the Bible is a good example. Uh, sometimes there's a principle to apply. Uh, sometimes there's a, a story that Jesus tells that teaches us something that we can uh, start to live out. Uh, they're, they're all different kinds of passages according to their genre. You want to apply them differently, but think about what that lesson might be or write down a bit of a framework uh, of what happened. Distill the story down to a couple main points. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, and then you can pray. Pray using that framework as a guide. If Jesus met somebody who um, called out to him for help and he healed them of some sickness that they'd had, uh, then you can think about that as a framework for prayer. You can pray to God uh, that you'd have the courage to, to ask him for help when you need it. Thank him that he's willing to respond uh, when people do call out to him for help. And, uh, and then maybe tell him what your request is. How, how, what do you need? Um, are you sick? Are you hurting? Uh, whatever it might be. And then thank God that, again, he actually wants to help people and he's not distant and aloof to our needs. Another way to uh, pray using your own words is to use a, a framework. Um, this one uh, I, I have written down in two different ways. The most famous one is Acts. 
adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. They're very churchy words. And so it's also easier to remember if you just think of what you learned in kindergarten. Tell people they're great, that you're sorry, thank them, and say please. Pretty easy to remember. That's a great framework uh, for prayer because sometimes our prayers become very one-sided. Uh, our prayers can become just requests to God. And we want to have a, a more full relationship with God than simply one where we're asking for things all the time. You can imagine, uh, you know, a relationship where one person is always asking for things. Um, it can be very challenging. Um, imagine a, a child walking up to a grandmother in, uh, in a store and asking her for candy. If she doesn't know this child, she's probably not going to buy him what he asks for. Uh, she doesn't know him. There's no relationship there. Um, there's no communication of love and care and concern. Um, they haven't spent any time together. Um, there's no, no relationship. And so she's unlikely to buy him the candy he wants. The same way, if we're always going to God asking for, for, for things um, without having a, a more complete relationship, uh, it doesn't really fit and make sense. Now, if a child goes up to their own grandmother in a store, well, that's different. That grandmother knows that child. He, he's always saying how much he loves grandma. He knows her so well. When, it, when he does something bad, he says he's sorry. And uh, when she gives him these good things, he says thank you. There, there's a relationship already established there. And so when he says, please, can I have some candy? She's a lot more likely to uh, say, I know you and I love you. And sure, she'll, she'll cave right in. Um, with God. Uh, it's not quite that simple, but uh, we want to have the same kind of complete relationship. So adoration is all about saying, you're great. It's about just expressing our love and, and care for God. Um, that would be important in any human relationship, to always be reminding the other person that they are loved. Just like that joke I told a minute ago about a husband who says, you know, I told you I loved you the day I married you, and I'll let you know if it ever changes. We, we know that doesn't work. Uh, a relationship needs constant nurture and care um, so the other person knows they are loved. This is why so many prayers that you see written down, formal prayers, um, begin with a, a really long list of God's attributes. They'll, they'll begin with very flowery language uh, about God and who God is and what God has done in the past. And that's not just uh, there because... It, it, it seems like the thing to do. Rather, it's there because we want to tell God that we are approaching him in prayer because he matters to us. Uh, we, we have had experiences where he's been a wonderful God for us in history and in our own lives. We, we, we actually want to talk to him about these things because he is powerful enough to help us, because he can actually do something about the requests that we make. Uh, so we begin by basically telling God, I know and trust you, and I, I, I approach you out of that kind of relationship. Then we can move into confession. There are always things that uh, happen in our lives that we do, willfully or not, uh, that come between us and God. And it's important that we uh, name those before God. We recognize the, that uh, we have a problem with sin, and that Jesus Christ dying on the cross has dealt with sin once and for all, uh, but until his kingdom comes in his fullness and he returns, uh, we, we still have 
this struggle uh, between what the Bible calls the flesh and the spirit. Uh, we live in a world where, where there is opportunity to sin and where we're not fully perfected yet. And so uh, there are times every day in our lives that we need to turn to God and confess that we, um, we continue to sin, we continue to uh, rebel against him and hurt him and hurt those he loves. And so we need to always say sorry, like in any human relationship. We've got to say sorry or else the relationship will be strained. Then we can move into thanksgiving. Um, when we do ask God for things, it's really important that we thank him uh, when those things actually do turn out well. Whether God has answered yes, no, or maybe, there comes a time when we realize it was all part of God's good plan for us. And there's an opportunity to say thanks to God for that. It, you don't want to fall into a pattern of uh, ungratefulness. Um, and so this is why you'll see so many Christians um, intentionally um, keeping prayer lists, uh, writing down the things they've prayed for so they can recognize when a prayer has been answered. Now that's one kind of thanksgiving. The other kind of thanksgiving is a little more every day. It's a way of recognizing, as we discussed last, uh, no, as we'll discuss next week, sorry, uh, in two weeks, uh, that uh, everything we have comes from God. Everything in this world, including our lives, our bodies, uh, our, all the things we have are all gifts from God. They're all things God created and lends to us for a time. We'll explore that uh, a little bit in week four on, on stewardship. But uh, prayer is one way we can recognize that. We can thank God and say, um, thank you for everything I have, for life, for food, for shelter, all these things. Again, this is why you'll see um, Christians, many of them have a practice of thanking God for their food before they eat it. It's called grace. So it's important that we take time to thank God for, for everything and for uh, answered prayer. Finally, we get to supplication or please in the kindergarten version. Making requests of God is absolutely uh, an important part of prayer. Just don't want it to be the only part of prayer. And that's why we have a framework of acts or your great sorry, thank you, please, that helps us balance out our prayers. But we do want to make requests of God. It's important that we do. And uh, that's most of what we focused on earlier today. Um, and we want to make sure that this part of prayer comes out of our growing desire to know, love, and trust God. Uh, that, that's like the grandmother example I gave, uh, where we want our pleas to come from a relationship that's built on adoration, loving God. Uh, confession, recognizing we need God. If we could get these things ourselves, we probably would, but we can't because we are broken, fallen, sinful human beings. We need God's help. And then, uh, of course, the thank you part recognizing that God uh, does good things for us, that prayer does matter because God does care about us, and we want to recognize when he does. Well, we have a question for you to discuss today, and as usual, we hope that you won't just uh, think about it on your own, but that you'll share your thoughts with some friends, family, colleagues, fellow commuters, somebody else in your life who might benefit from taking this course to help them grow as a Christian. Here's your question for today. Which part of the Acts outline do you think you'll find hardest to pray? Why? Well, have a great discussion, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.